this episode comes to you. That's right, beams into your very head. This, the 23rd of November 2019, episode 238 is coming at ya. I don't Today, know, but it sounded like you got stabbed. We have <laughs> Alex Garth on Marsh. As always, with me is Brett, Heathen Dog, Grissomer. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be back. I don't know for how long, but I'm glad to be back. <laughs> we are glad you are back as well. You look hale and hearty, my friend. Oh, yeah, I look more pale than usual. <laughs> True, which is really quite the feat when you think about it. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I'm impressed, actually. So, Thank what you. exciting things... Are you, have you been doing Mr. Heathen Dog? Ooh, uh, sleeping. A lot of sleeping. Lots of, lots of uh, issues here. But uh, what, I, what I was also doing was watching some anime. One of them good, one of them bad. I'm going to let you guess which one is which by the titles. Let's Bra- look at the titles. Bravesley says the 56th anniversary of Doctor Who. Uh, that's impressive. That series has been going on for a long time. It has, yes. Not continually. No, not continually. But, you know, that's okay. That's all right. It doesn't have to continue. Okay. So, the two anime I'm doing today are No Guns Life. We weren't there yet. Oh, come on. I told you. Go get there. We are still in the talking phase. We're talking about what we've done. Oh, my God. Man. Gone for You know what I've done. I've told you I've done. You slept and you took took pills. fun. (laughs) Yeah. Been to the doctor. Took pills, slept. That's basically it. Did you get his pop team epic recommendation? I did not. Which platform did you put it on? Anyway. All yeah, right, because he the dog wants to go to it so quickly today. He's living my life, you men. All right. So he the dog's anime stream is No Guns Life and Gundam Drivers RE Rise. Oh. Build divers. Build divers. Build divers. Re rise. Yes, it's the second in a series, uh, and that this this one is special. This is a special impression because I did not complete all of the episodes that have aired. Fair enough. I co- I completed the first three. Hey, NPL, good to see you. All right, in. Garthas Comic we're talking about Batman, White Knight Presents, Von Freeze, number one, because it needs a long title, Warrior Nun, Dora, number two, and Supergirl, number 36. Every time, Dora the Explorer. That's right. <laughs> At least they ex- kind of give you a clue why it's, she's named Dora in this book. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's reason. a reason. There's a reason. And in other uh, RNG, uh, we're going to talk about for as a public service to any peer person getting into or being brought into a role-playing game such as Dungeons and Dragons. We have five things you should know, you should take care of before you start your first RPG session. Yes, that's right. We're trying are to help the you. Five mo- yeah, are these the five most important things, maybe. Mm, but maybe. they're definitely five things you need to consider. Yes. Take care of these things. They are important yeah. to you. Yeah, check these off the list and you have a better time. Absolutely. Everyone will have a better time. Right. And don't forget, 2020 is coming soon in GenCon 2020. Badge registration, 26 July 2020. Activity sign up May 2020. The event is 30 July to 2 August of 2020. That's why it's called GenCon 2020. That sounds fair. Yeah. Tickets sell up fast. Be there. Get your tickets. Don't miss out. We're going to be there. You should be there. Join our GenCon board discussions if you wish. They're on Discord. 
Streaming schedule, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., Shroud of the Avatar, the premier Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet, featuring Elgarian, the premier Shroud of the Avatar streamer on the internet or in real life. So if you just actually just want to sit in a room with a guy and he will pretend to be streaming Shroud, he'll do that for you. He will. As long as you keep throwing money at him yelling subscribe and bits, he'll keep doing it. <laughs> he'll do whatever. <laughs> he'll dance. He'll dance. You just make him dance. <laughs> As long as you're throwing the bills, he's in. So, yeah. <laughs> you can tell him Heathen Dog sent you. Now, no shame. <laughs> and Monday at 8 p.m. is playing Left 4 Dead 2 with Heathen Dog. That's a good time to bring this up. And Heathen Dog is also playing 8.30. Well, we haven't recently. We've had issues. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I'm hoping to get back. That's right. Imperial Galactic Survival on Thursdays and Saturday 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Central is the live stream, which we're here at now with me, Garthon, and Heathen Dog. And Sunday night at 8 Central. No, sorry. 9 Central. I'm doing, uh, I was doing Final Fantasy 3, need to update this slide. Um, I need to replace the battery in my car because it ate all my saves and my game, all like was 40 hours in, whatever it was, all went bye-bye. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't have the heart to go back into it. Yeah, that that happened to me. Uh, I was playing a, uh, on the Genesis, Star Control. Yeah, and I was at game. the end. I was at the end. I was, I was about to uh, destroy the crystal planet and then the battery died. And the yep. cartridge. Yep. And it was over. Yep. And so I never destroyed the crystal. I never beat the game. <laughs> I said, F it. I threw it away. <laughs> Raven's Lair says, Elgarian is not that shameless. Oh, you don't know him like we know him. Oh, yeah. Oh, you he, haven't thrown he, enough money he, at he, him. He has, he has standards. Your yes. courage just needs to rise above the standard. Exactly. Yo, me and, say, people like, I don't know, Max Liao, standards are low. We will dance for far less money. That's true. But, uh... He will he will dance for his money. People pay Garthon to stop dancing, so mm. you know. Fair. Everyone has their thing. <laughs> and on Twitch too, uh, Max Leo Wednesday and Friday at twelve noon is playing Variety. Currently playing Endless Legend. Oh, if you like, it says astonishing source and source Hyperborea making cool walk. Ooh. Actually, Max Liao did did a one or two uh, straight to YouTube stuff for that, so you should check that out on our YouTube channel. That's true. And Thursday at 11 a.m., Noro is playing Cat Quest 2 in the original Japanese. I don't think yes. it's the original Japanese, but it might it, be. Well, I, I think it is. We're going to say it, it is. is. Absolutely yep. authentic. So you should check 100%. that out. Highly entertaining stream. We all love Noro. Glad she's back. And on twitch.tv slash HeathenDog, that's HeathenDog's private channel, Ooh. Monday through Friday at 10 a.m., Seven Days to Die, where he dies five days in a row just for you. <laughs> I have done that. No, but now we're at a uh, Sharis and I are playing that, and we're at a level now to where we don't die every day <laughs> anymore. <laughs> it's says seven days to die, but in the first couple of weeks it was die every day. That's pretty much what it was, especially during Horde Night. Die, die seven times a day. <laughs> but uh, we're we're a little higher tech now. We we have uh, we have M60s. So no, M60s that's... versus zombie. Uh, until you run out of bullets, you're winning. That's pretty much Slipping true. Up. Yeah. Because even thing. if you, you didn't hit him in the head, you didn't kill him. Well, it doesn't matter. I cut him in half. So you you're do still it. winning. Yeah, you're still winning. And don't forget to join our Discord community. Just go for look for us at discord.gg. You can figure that yourself. Follow the announcement on Twitter at Legion Myth. Tweet us. We'll tweet you. Watch or save us and recorded content on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Legion of Myth. And you can chat with us. Watch us live on Twitch, which is the best way to interact. Have a good time with us like you do now. 
So it's for like this, where like Bond died another day. Yes, now yeah. it is. If Bond had giant weapons, he doesn't need them. He's Bond. No. Yeah, he's Bond. Uh, Twitch.tv/slashlegionmyth and Twitch.tv/slashlegionmyth two for your Max and Noro entertainment. And don't forget our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com/slashlegionofmyth. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies. Current goals, Twitch follower goals. Ah, we made it. We know that. That's not new news. No. The subscriber goal, not so much. Ah, June and October, though, that's pretty good. But we need one more month. We only I got to make it for December for it to count because I don't think we're doing it for November. Nope. Trying to get 100 right there. Uh, YouTube subscriber goal. Uh, we're getting closer and closer every single day. Uh, we're currently at 1443 out of 1500. Patreon is holding steady at 44. We're trying to do 100, but that's okay. We appreciate all of it. And if we meet these goals, we have special giveaways, especially for that venue. Uh, we usually give away live here on the live stream. We have one last goal to in 2019 with 100 Twitch subscribers. If we do so, we'll empty our video game ca- key cache uh, on the last live stream of 2019, which will be mm-hmm. in December. D- well, yeah. Yeah. When in December, we don't know, but in December. Near the end. Yeah. As near the end as possible that the holidays permit. It is really close to Christmas, though, so uh, we might be skipping that one because our hangovers will be incredible. That's true. And Richard, so we're trying to get there, and if we get there with our subscribers, so please subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe. We'll have that massive giveaway, tons of stuff, many, many hundreds of dollars in prizes, worth of prizes, worth of prizes. So tell your friends, subscribe, tell your friends, enemies, anyone you know who has money and an internet connection to subscribe to Legion Myth, chat with friends, other viewers, share our clips of shenanigans, suggest animes, yeah, just like, uh, and other things that we already had people doing. Thank you very much, NP Outlaw, for, sub- for suggesting some stuff. Don't forget, we have over four years of content for the last year alone. Amazing daily Twitch streams, including the best Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. Team us in Imperial Last Survival and Left 4 Dead 2. We played our retro games. Final Fantasy 3 is dead to me. Because my cartridge is dead. <laughs> Maybe I'll play Lunar. I haven't played Lunar yet. I still have that. And we have our alternate channels, Legion of the Two and Heathen Dog. And YouTube videos, we got those too. Watch them. They're highly entertaining. And we'd like to thank all of our patrons, our Twitch supporters. Gary, again, $20. Thank you very much. Brian H. Sheriff at the Ward level. Journeyman, Reese H. Thomas Terranem. Cheers. Top and cheers is Zahn. Thank you so much, Jensa. Sean Paxler, appreciate you. And gifts of sub, Zahn, who is a crazy man, whom we appreciate so much. And Sean Butts as well. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate all the support. It does keep this insanity rolling. And because of all of our Twitch subscribers, thank you ever so much. We really, really, really do appreciate you. Uh. Review system. Half star horrible. Five star amazing. Two and a half star average. You know, it exists. It's, yeah, yeah. Could do worse. Could do Could definitely do better. You know. This week better wasn't had. It's like it's like an episode of the Brady Bunch. It's there. It's yeah, not really offensive. It's yeah, it's a television show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when it's bad, there's always Barsha. Yeah. What? I mean, what? Who? <laughs> what happened? Jan is where it's at. <laughs> Jan is where it's at. Tell you. Alice, baby. <laughs> Alice is the Alice is the big draw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Alice probably knows tricks. She uh, she seems like she's you know. He's been around. Her, I'm telling you. He's been around. Yeah, she's been she, around. She knows how she, a stick shifts works. I'm telling yeah, you. She she wasn't always the a maid. You know. I'm telling you. She had a life beforehand. It was a hard knock life. <laughs> uh, all right. Florence Henderson. Florence Henderson. A different show, but man. Different she, show. Yeah. She was. She was nanny in the Muppet Babies. 
Oh, wait. You're talking about a different show than that, right? Than Muppet yep. Babies? Yep. Oh. Different show than that. All right. Because those ankles were something. <sighs> old lady animated those ankles. Those socks. I'm telling socks? you. Kind of falling oh down. God. Orthopedic shoes. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> That's where they're afraid to put Muppet Babies on Disney, Disney Plus, my friend. Too much hot Nana action. Uh, not that I still let Mr. Tardigrade watch the live stream, says Doug. <laughs> hey, if he can't take the love of Florence Henderson, who honestly, leave it to Beaver, was very, very... Well, she was a model before she act, was an actress. Quick, uh, quick fact. Quick Florence fact. Henderson facts, coming from the Legion myth. The reason that June Cleaver always wore pearls was because the producers, uh, or the director, thought that her neck was too skinny. Because she was a professional model before that. She was a really skinny 1950s clothing model. They're like, yeah, she's too dang skinny. Put some pearls on her neck to thicken that up. So that's why she always wore them, because they thought she was too skinny. Which is now blasphemous, but whatever. Well, now they would just tell her to put on a fat suit or something. I don't know. Put <laughs> on a fat suit. <laughs> that's what they did in Mad Men to that one all right. woman. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Disclaimer, serious time. The opinions and commentary expressed in this episode are solely the opinions and commentary of the individual and are not representative of the entire Legion of Mythe organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, this content is not targeted toward children under the age of 13 and may include the occasional use of foul or offensive language or Florence Henderson references. Thank you for your understanding. And continued viewership. Because those under 13 just don't know who Florence Henderson is. No. Which is really a shame. So obviously not targeted toward them. Actually, those under 30 don't know who Florence is. <laughs> Pretty much. 35, maybe. I'd even go so far as to say. It's amazing we know who she is. <laughs> I only barely do. <laughs> Marhawken always thought Alice was a former housewife whose kids were adults. Yeah, I think so. She just was a maid because she needed some extra cash, you know? Actually, I have a different Subscribe! backstory. Stop. I have a different backstory for her. Uh, that she, she was a she had a hard. No, 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 no. She had a hard life. Uh, she she lived off her wits on the street. Before before the she she uh, lied about her references and got a job as a maid. I thought she got the job as a maid because uh, Mrs. Brady was living in a loveless marriage as a beard to uh, her husband. That's a good one. I like I like so that. So that's one too. that's how she stayed sane through the gentle ministrations of Alice. Yep. That's why they're always together. Okay, kids, you all go to school. Me and Alice will be here. The door closes. <laughs> oh, no, we're just cooking. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's, I think that's what was happening. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That got, that got weird real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, just remember, it can always be weirder. Stranger things happen at sea, but even stranger things happen in Heathen Dogs Anime on the Stream. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Thank you for coming by. Uh, today's first anime is No Guns Life. And if you like the cyberpunk that's a little bit brighter, don't like it all, at night all the time, then this is, kind of, this kind is like actually the anime like for you. Appleseed? Absolutely, was cyberpunk, but brighter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mean I don't mean brighter as in like happier. Uh, no, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, brighter is in more during the day. Oh, all right. Never mind then. <laughs> yeah. It happens more during the day than many other cyberpunk anime for some reason. Yeah, some, for night. some reason, others forget. Well, you know, usually the main characters are, you know, not awake during the day. Yeah. Yeah. But the, this this one, they are. So that's fun. Okay. Th- this, takes, this takes place in the future. And that says near future, but that's a bunch of crap because you're not going to get this kind of cyber enhancement in the near future. It's after a war. It's just it just says the war. It doesn't explain what war, the significance of the war, why it's called the war and not a war. I don't know. All right. No one knows. It's a mystery. At least in the first three episodes, which I'm not going to get into uh, anything after that. But uh, uh, for for the war, people were enhanced to make them better fighters. They're they're called extends. And okay. no, we're 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 not talking about the the enlargement pills that are now that are now no longer sold. I think. Well, we are really no. pushing that not for the <laughs> <know>. today. <laughs> we are. We're really really pushing that content today. But uh, no. Uh, uh, the an, an extend is uh, is someone who has been artificially enhanced with bionics, and uh, after the war they filed back into the general population. Well, that causes a problem because they are enhanced for war, and uh, now they're put back into the gen pop, and uh, a lot of them have PTSD or other problems fitting into society, and they cause issues. Well, that's where our main character comes in. He is a resolver. It's it's called something different in the in the manga but in the anime it's called the resolver where he actually uh takes on uh the problems of of other extended people and solves them so so as not everyone gets uh hit with the same you know paintbrush stuff like that it's it's a thing we're, we're gonna get into that in just a second now of course we're gonna get into the details too and uh this is relatively new as you can see october 10th is uh is when it came out and right now, it, there's uh, six, uh, actually now, now there's seven episodes. This was written, I think, before. And out of a proposed 24, which are going to be, and you can watch them on Hulu if you like. Now, let's look at the main characters. Juzo Inui, 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 Inui nope. Is his nope. head a gun? Yes. That was actually, yes, a, that was actually a show called Gunhead. There, that was actually well, a movie. That was a thing. You're right. Yes, that was a thing. Now, but that was a like, like this I, is a dude with a this gun. This is a dude with a gun as a head. Now, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna talk about the gun head. What happens if you sneeze? Uh, bad things happen. Okay. So he is a mercenary slash private investigator. Like I said, he's a resolver. Okay. So he takes on cases exclusively of extended folk who have gotten into trouble or who are have trouble they've gotten into or they've caused or they fell into whatever and he gets paid to resolve it resolver sounds right right well this gives him some benefits he he can keep his military grade hardware he has a special license to to uh keep all of the all the augmentations he got in the military and uh, keep them at military levels because he helps society by doing this gig that's great of course he's an extended himself this is not a shocker you can look at his freaking gunhead speaking of the gunhead all right now you think wow he's got a revolver for a head that's that's a that's a bold choice way to go and it looks like it's got a handle in the back does that thing actually work answer is yes it does he can't use it himself. His body will not contort so he can so he can pull the trigger on his own gun. 
in the war i know in the war his specific augmentation was made for a two-man team two-person team because the other person could be a girl so he aimed and the other person fired see his gun head is a small tactical weapon so he is not allowed to uh authorize its use by himself there has to be two people to agree to use his gun head in a combat situation. That's why it needs a partner to use the gun head. It sounds very convoluted and weird. It's because it is convoluted and weird. It also, kind, I can see like certain weapons require multiple people's authorization to use. So I could, there's, there's yeah, a belief. There are better ways to do it. <laughs> than mounting to someone's head. Yes. Yeah. But, yes. but there is a believability there. Weirdly yeah. enough. Yes, yes. There is a believability there. Just the... I, I, I took some points off at the end for the gunhead. Because uh, it's just... It it's is not cool. Yes, it's silly. Now, uh, the next character we have is Tetsuro. Alright, now, this this uh, contract kind of fell in his lap. Alright, this kid was brought to him by by uh, an extended, unconscious, holding... He was uh, this, this, this bionic, heavily augmented guy was was holding this kid unconscious in his arms saying you got to help me i didn't i didn't i didn't steal this kid i'm not a tool you got to help me he's like um okay uh i gotta take you in all right because literally everyone is looking for you because they think you kidnapped this kid from the uh Bruveren, i don't know how to pronounce it there, there's an umlaut above the u i don't know how to pronounce it corporation i'm gonna call it brew from now on uh this kid was implanted with experimental tech. The experimental tech was he's able to uh, take over the body of other extended beings. Like if you have if you have bionics, he can take it over and basically walk you around like a puppet. That's exactly what he was doing to the to the guy that was holding him. The kid was actually talking at that point through the, 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 the bionic, this heavily, heavily bionic extended guy that, uh, that was holding his limp body. When he enters someone else's body, he obviously can't use his own. Now the corporation who implanted this highly experimental and highly illegal tech in this kid also cut this child's tendons and cut out his voice box to give him more impetus to want to go into other people. It's the only way he can move around. It's the only way he can talk. It's messed up, but yes. Also Child abuse. Like it, it also, 100%. I can't see how that would backfire in any way on you. Oh yeah. No, it didn't. No. no. Is it horrible? Yes. Is it child abuse? Definitely. Is it illegal? Oh, most certainly. But it's from the corporation that basically I see. I, I can't tell really. I cannot tell where the government is. I can't. Well, that's part of cyberpunk. That's part of cyberpunk, right? I mean, the corporation runs the whole place. There is no government oversight. I don't know if there is a functional government. It doesn't really talk about it. So the corporation is king. So maybe it's not illegal. I don't know. Maybe you can do anything you want with children now. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, he escaped. Obviously, he he uh, he got out. He escaped. He he went to uh, a resolver to help the situation because you know he needs re- he needs resolving, and uh, 
the guy couldn't just walk away from this. All right, he couldn't. He tried. He doesn't like children. They're they're too messy and they cause nothing but problems, which is partially true. But he couldn't walk away from this because this was too messed up. All right, so he gets involved. Now, he he takes the kid to our next character, Mary Steinberg. All right, she's a she's a German expat in uh, in this in this fictional J- uh, Japanese type country, and she is a body modification specialist. She specializes in in uh, in extended uh, augmentation. Now, is she legal? Illegal? Is she black market? Is she gray market? It doesn't really say for sure. I'm thinking gray market, but her skills are absolutely undeniable. All right. That she, she is an expert in her craft. So Juzo brings this kid to her and say, Hey, can you help this kid out? Uh, right now he's completely immobile. I got to carry him everywhere. This is not ideal. Make this stuff happen. So she replaces his limbs with basic bionic limbs. So he can actually walk and pick up stuff because like, like I said, the corporation cut all of his tendons in his, you know, couldn't she just reattach wrist. the tendons? No, 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 because she's not a medical doctor. She's a bionic doctor. <laughs> like, well, I so, can't fix that, but I'll tell you what. I can replace the whole damn thing, and that's exactly what she does. So uh, she actually gives the kid a chance to completely tell his story by uh, giving him a robot head to project into so he can talk. And the story is messed up. All right. A story of the torture and the experimentation and... Uh, it, it, it turns out this kid is the is apparently the son of the CEO of the Brew Corporation, and I'm 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 watching this going, wow, how much of a cold-hearted bastard do you have to be to do this to your own kid? Maybe the kid was a jerk. We don't know. Yeah, but still, maybe he's like, I pick mean, up your toy, son, and for the fifth five hundred times, like, no, like if you don't do it, I'm gonna do illegal experimentation on you. You wouldn't dare. You wouldn't and next dare. Thing you know. Well, Guess what? He daddy has a couple <laughs> drinks. It's just on the wrong day. Next thing you know, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly could have been exactly what happened. I don't know. <laughs> it's this or boarding school. school. Duncan. <laughs> Good job, Duncan. Oh, you made it worse. Thanks, Duncan. Yes, you made it worse. <laughs> we that was appreciate great. it. So, uh, while all this is happening, the the Brew Corporation decided to mobilize against Juzo, and who they send? They send the first antagonist, Hugh Cunningham. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Now, obviously, you look at him. That dangerous. He is a caricature of a villain. All right. I thought. I think this is hilariously funny. All right. So he's sent to bring the kid back. All right. By any means necessary. But this guy doesn't just blow up stuff. He doesn't carpet bomb. He doesn't do out stuff. No, no, no. He ramps it up slowly and subtly. All right. He he talks to Juzo. Says, "Hey, buddy." I don't want, I don't want any violence. I don't want any, I don't want any must fuss. Just give the kid back. If you don't, there's going to be repercussions. What do you mean? I'm going to take away everything you love. First, your favorite brand of cigarettes. Yes. I bought them all. In fact, the, the box he's carrying in this is all, all of his favorite cigarettes in the whole city. <laughs> and Juice is like, wait, what? <laughs> it says, yes, that's, that's the start. And then I'm going to start taking away more things you care about right up until the people, all of your stuff, your freedom, and finally your life. I actually like this guy. That's practical. I know, right? Like, no, no, no. You don't go right for. I'm going to start trying to shoot you. 
tell you what. Yeah, no, no, you start small because it'll be cheaper in the long run. Even if you have to ramp up, you're not going to ramp up all the way to shooting folk right away. No, you start off small. Cigarettes are cheap, apparently. <laughs> so that, I thought that was, I laughed out loud about this plan. <laughs> I'm all about this plan. This plan is great. It starts out kind of silly. It's like, oh, it eventually does ramp up to take everyone I love. Huh? That's uh, it's kind of dark. It's get, it get, Yeah, it's dark. But he starts off like, hey, I'm giving you a shot. All right. I'm giving you a shot, giving you a chance. So that's that. So that was that's this is the first attack. Like I said, only three episodes in. This is the first antagonist, which is hilarious. Okay, so what did I give it? I gave it three and a half stars. Not a little bit because of the because of the villain Cunningham. (laughs) (laughs) But let's look at why I liked it. Okay, the story is good. All right. Now, for what I I, I did, I think I did a poor job of explaining it, but the, the story is good. It's well written. Uh it's more of an onion thing. So if you want to know more about the war, you want to know more about how, how the corporation fits into, into society. It's an onion layer thing. The first three episodes are to hook you. And this one did the characters are very well written and they're, and they're, they're, they're very three dimensional. I like it a lot. All of the characters so far, not only have, have a hook that makes you, makes you like them or makes them interesting, but the more time they're on screen, the more uh, the more uh, three-dimensional they become, which is good. And the animation is decent. They haven't made any horrible mistakes, which I like. You know, I mean, uh, it, it happens a lot where they just go into, oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go deep into CGI. No, they didn't do that in this one. There, there's there's uh, there's CGI moments in almost every anime now, but they didn't they didn't go deep into the into the weeds on this one, which is good. Now, what I didn't like about it, let's face it. Having a revolver for a head is stupid. I don't care if it's part of the story. I don't care if you wrote it in. You had to shoehorn the reason. If you have to write the reason why someone has a revolver head, you're writing incorrectly. Just take away the revolver head. Everything will be fine. You could have had another kind of doomsday weapon. I mean, Guyver's had in their chest, you know, uh, a lot of stuff. You didn't have to go gun head. It was a gimmick that did need to be there. All right. And I, I gave points for this. I didn't take away, but a lot of people would take away points for the over-the-top caricature villain that was introduced. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And it, it, was, it was a really different take on, a, on the, the initial lieutenant-grade villain. Because usually the, the lieutenant-grade villain is very, very uh, uh, hyper-aggressive right away to prove to the boss that he can move up in the hierarchy. Not this guy. No, 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 no. He's he he's the functionary. You know he 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 applies pressure in a more administrative capacity. And I liked it. Maybe he's confident enough in his job that he's like, yeah, I can do whatever I want. There you go. There you go. And and I liked the change of pace. I really did. Like I said, it made me laugh. So yeah, three and a half stars. I recommend it. I do. Very and good. There you go. And uh, what do you think of this segment? Did have you seen it? And if so, did you like dislike it uh, more or less than I did? Go ahead and throw your comments in there. Go ahead and throw comments below. Throw on Discord. Throw on Twitter. And if you have suggestions for another anime, go ahead and let me know on all of our platforms, and I will get back to you. Duncan wants more of that villain. Everyone wants more of that villain. <laughs> you don't get enough of that kind of villain. But if you want more Heathen Dog, I know what you could do. You can like, subscribe, and share. You can join us. 
You can find his anime on the stream segments, his channel game fundamentally, his team-ups, and his like video game streams on YouTube and on Twitch. So join us for Falsters Anime Comics and Games members-only chat and giveaways and a monthly Q&A leads with members. And it counts towards our monthly Patreon giveaway goals. And then you can join us on Twitch for our giveaways and win stuff. Be a legionnaire. All right. And our next anime is Gundam Build Divers RE Rise. All right, here we go. As you can see, there's a wall of text here because there's a lot of backstory because there there was a, the Gundam Build Divers original. And then there's this one. You really need to have some backstory to understand this one. So let's go through it all right now. So uh, this is a... A VR video game where you pilot a Gundam in the game, playing a game, a worldwide game, the uh, Gunpla uh, Global Network or whatever it's called. And uh, it's it's all about a kid who is playing this game. And his sole purpose for playing this game is to find a girl he met a couple years ago, but now can't find. Does that sound interesting? Yeah. No, you're right. It's not. It's not interesting at all. Uh, there is absolutely no reason to watch this. It is <laughs> worthless. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, let, let's let's uh, let's look at the uh, at the details so you know what not to watch. Don't watch this on Crunchyroll. It started October. It started October tenth, just like the last one apparently. And uh, yeah, it's it's gone through. It's eight episodes so far. Uh, I didn't make it past the first three. I I forced myself to watch. The first three episodes i feel like i wasted my time time i'm never going to get back and uh dur during a time when when my waking hours were very precious to me i wasted it watching this drivel so after the details we go straight to one and a half stars that's it i'm not going to waste your time like i wasted mine explaining this nonsense anime I'm going to tell you that the only thing good about it is they did not screw up the actual animation. It's decent. That's about it. Now, what they did wrong. It's horribly boring. The Okay. Every other uh, VR anime has something in common. What happens in the anime has some bearing on what happens in real life. That's what gives it urgency. That That's what, that's what makes it... Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Literally nothing that happens in this game has any bearing on anyone's real life. The worst the okay. I'm going to I'm going to try to explain this in a way in a way a lot of you might understand. Uh what is the absolute worst thing that you can do in in a room of of people playing a tabletop RPG? What is the absolute worst thing you could possibly be forced to do? Flip the table? No. Drop the light? No. Watch and do not interact. The worst thing to do in a tabletop RPG is to just watch. Like, is you're supposed to be a player or just watch other people no. play? No, you're just watching other people play. It's the most boring thing ever. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. The most boring... And that's exactly what I felt like. That... I'm watching people play an RPG that I have no no investment in. None. That I don't even like. 
That's what they forced me to do by watching this. I have no investment in this at all because all of the characters are horribly one-dimensional. Like, uh, I, I didn't even write down the names of uh, uh, the, the guy in the picture, uh, Hiroto Kuga. He has three other uh, uh, teammates that he didn't choose who he has to team up with. I call them the Cowardly Lion, the Idiot Scarecrow, and the and the uh, dumbass tin man because that's exactly who they are one of them is stupid one of them is has no courage and the other one wants to be a real girl that's it that that's all their characters are worthless mahakun wants to know is it like way. dot hack slash sign i did not watch that because i read i read the uh i read the synopsis and i'm like that's not interesting to me at all i didn't watch it fair enough there you go. Now, uh, the plot, you don't have any reason to care about it because the, the plot has no bearing on any of the characters' lives. Why should you care? Really, why should you care? The, the only reason that the main character is playing this game is to find a girl. Dude, Google her. Hire a PI. I don't know. Something relevant. Not play the game randomly. And hope I run into her again. That's, that's obviously the best way thing. to go about it. That's an idiot thing to do. This this anime is a... You know what? Hey, in, you gotta in, merchandise those toys somehow. I guess so. But the thing is... Uh, in 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 every anime, especially weekly anime like, like this one, there is someone, an animator, who breaks under the stress. I would be ashamed, ashamed of myself if I broke writing for this thing because the, you ruined an animator for literally no reason. Because there's no reason this animation should exist. There isn't. It doesn't tell a story that anyone can care about. Fair enough. Oh my God. Okay. Let's, let's move on from this nonsense. So uh, I, I know what you thought of this segment. You thought, Ethan dog, have you, have you, are you having a nervous breakdown? No, I'm not. There's other reasons that, that, uh, that this happened. Did you actually watch this? Like all of it? Can you tell me if it has a point? Did, did you read the, the, the manga version? Is there a point? I mean, does this girl, that he's looking for have the cure for all disease something something maybe okay that do you hey you know what uh suggest me another anime something better that would be awesome thank you well if you want more exciting heathen dog action like that join like share subscribe you can join us for a full series of anime, comics, and games. Members only chat and giveaways in a monthly Q&A with Legion with members. And it counts towards our giveaway goals, where we have our massive giveaways on Twitch, and you should be there for that to get free stuff. And if you want more Heathen Dog, find his anime on the stream segments, tabletop game fundamental segments, team-ups, and select the video game streams on YouTube and Twitch. So be there, watch it, enjoy, and be a Legionnaire. Comic Poo!
Yes, Garthon's comic pull. Garthon buys comics. He reads Wait, them. Mom? He tells you about them. And everything is good after that. Well, sort of. At least good enough. Good enough for now. Yeah, we know. All right, first up, we're talking Batman White Knight Presents Von Freeze number one. I think it's a one of one. Is it? Is it one? I mean, I don't think the number is meaningful. There's only going to be one, right? Yes, but there's a number one on it. If you make it, it gets oh. a number. So okay. it's number one. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, written by Sean Murphy. Art not by Sean Murphy. Art Which by Klaus weird. Jansen. Colors by Matt Hollingsworth. Uh, covered by Sean Murphy and Matt Hollingsworth. Which Matt Hollingsworth, as we all know, is a pseudonym for Sean Murphy. Yeah. The uh, apparently Sean Murphy's too busy doing his other Sean Murphy books, so Sean Murphy wrote this book and let someone else draw it. Or maybe he thought this is a book about a crazy German guy, Klaus. That's a crazy German name. You do draw this, <laughs> or it's Sean Murphy trying to be more authentic. Oh no, no, yes, it's Sean Murphy with yet another pseudonym. He um, wants another paycheck. <laughs> So, uh, trying to get German citizenship, live next to Max Leo. Uh, the, uh, so, in the Batman White Knight universe that Sean Murphy has created, uh, in the first series, uh, Mr. Freeze featured pretty heavily in part of it. Um, mm -hmm. And it was hinted at that his father worked with Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's father, uh, with a lot of post-war stuff. And this book tells the story of how that happened. Uh, basically, it talks about Mr. Freeze's father, uh, Baron Von Freeze, and how him and a friend started a company focusing on cryogenics. His friend happened to be Jewish. Okay. And then over time, you know, Germany kind of, you know, has, you know, a little falling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a... It, it, it's they have it's in the history Unpleasantness. Books. Yeah. Uh, no, no. So Germany goes into World War II, and they are very bad. But during this whole time, you actually they're working with the technology, and von Fries actually defends his uh, his friend, his Jewish friend. Eventually, he's telling him, you know, hey, you need to like move your family, you know, out. You need to like hide them. He's like, oh, I refuse. Okay, well then at least move them into the factories. We could hide them. You know, this this is bad stuff going on. We need, you know. And it's an interesting story because it shows, as Baron von Fries keeps trying to protect his friend, he keeps going more into the dark side. It's like, well, if I'm actually, you know, working with Hitler's Science Council, then I'll be able to know where they're looking and I'll be able to help my friend. Well, if I, and then the the SS says, hey, you should join us as a top scientist. I'm like, well, yeah, if I do that, they'll know the SS patrols are coming and I could warn my friend. And he just gets further and further. And it's an interestingly written story because also you see the young Mr. Freeze and his father's kind of uncaring towards him. But his buddy, uh, his Jewish friend, whose name I should probably read, is uh, actually very warm towards him hmm. and kind of takes him in, kind of shows him how to do things, helps him out in the lab, lets him help out. And it's his closest with the future Mr. Freeze that actually inspires like maybe it's okay if I have kids because he never wanted kids he didn't know if he'd be a decent father but after you know actually working with a child soon to be Mr. Freeze um, he figures you know maybe I could have kids and so his wife have kids actually while they're at the you know, hiding under the factory 
And meanwhile, you know, his dad's still playing, trying to play double duty with the Nazis, but he also is seeing how his son is now way closer to his friend than to him, even though he's kind of a dick to his son. And it's a really interesting story. Like you see, like as there's also that conflict kind of driving you towards like, well, you know, if my buddy's always hiding down here doing research, you know, I'm taking care of all the stuff up here. Why shouldn't I have more of the money? Why shouldn't I have more of the fame? Why? I, well, it's dangerous even to say he's done any of this work. So it's all for me now. And eventually, and if he does, though, there's always this balancing where Baron von Fries is like, okay, things are getting very dangerous. You need to move your family out of here now. Uh, okay, I, I, I have a way. We'll get you snuck out in the night in the back of some trucks. We'll take you to the mountains. We'll get you over the border. You'll be safe. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving my life's work. It's like, it's like, and then eventually it becomes like, yo, you need to stay here. You can't leave. He's like, why are you saying we can't go? You can't. It eventually changed. You can't keep this here like animals. We want to leave now. I was like, no, you can't leave. And then when they start leaving, they find he's changed the whole thing to, with all the cryogenics, he's fully gone into turning into a weapon. And he's testing it on Jewish prisoners. Which they never knew. The people down hiding below had no idea what was going on. So they freak out. But even then, Baron von Fries is still like, look, we had to do this. I had, I didn't, I had no choice. I had to. He's like, I don't even know you anymore. I want to get away from you. He's like, look, let me help you escape. You're finally escaping. Let's do this. But at that point, the SS still doesn't fully trust him, so they kept a watch on him. And as he's trying to get his buddies out, they ambush him. Oh, my God. So his whole thing about getting deep in the SS to know all their movements, it didn't do anything. No, because they never still they still didn't fully trust him. God damn it. And so when you see him all bleeding, the first pa- couple of pages makes it look like von, like Baron von Fries shot the guy. And the guy's like, hand the baby over. It's like, you know, please, Victor, take care of my baby. And what actually what you find out in the book is at that pivotal scene. The SS. Ambushed them. Killed them, basically, as Baron Fries is like, no, stop, you don't have to shoot them, I, they're actually my prisoners, and they escaped, thanks for helping, I'm taking them back to the factory, like, yeah, we don't believe a word you're saying. And they start shooting him. At which point, Baron Fries whips out the freeze gun and freezes the Nazis. But it's still in a prototype stage. So these guys are frozen, but you see them, like, looking around, they're still alive, they're not, like, completely solid. Okay. And then he pulls out the, the Luger, like you see him holding, and starts shooting the Nazis in the head through the ice. And he's still trying to save his friend, but he knows it's too late. So it's like this weird dichotomy where he's try he's evil, but he's also, which is also in part to Mr. Freeze later, where he's never wholly good or wholly evil. So it's a very interesting thing. And then he's like, please take my daughter Nora and save her. And that Nora character is actually a doctor you see as an adult in the White Knight series. Mm. So still working with Mr. Freeze even though he has made sure she is aware of the truth of how they came together, like why he raised her, how they got to America. So she knows, you know, it's my father's fault. Yeah. So it's a really interesting book. It's pretty deep. I didn't love the art. It was a little rough, but it worked really well with the story. Uh, The coloring Matt Hollingsworth uses are lots of muted tones. Um, There's, it's not always there, but there's this definite impression of cold the whole book, which it's a Mr. Freeze book, you know. 
but you, the you, blues, yeah, the grays, are there. Especially when the Baron is round or by himself, there's always that coldness behind it. This is how the underground works. World War II, the top 100 people were all Nazi collaborators. Nazis thought they were loyal to Reich, but they weren't. Yeah, Mar Hockman. And that's what he was trying to do. He just wasn't that good at it. Yeah, just, yeah, just wasn't yeah. a very good actor. Yeah, so he ends up shooting those Nazis. And then, you know, he's like, you guys. And he is still able to get his son and a couple survivors out of there. But he has to go back and, and tell them, oh, those swine, they escaped. And they, they stole my son. So, er, yeah, really interesting book. Um, it's not one to breezily just go through. Uh, this dialogue is pretty intense. There's a lot of big ideas going on in it, and it's not a happy book at all. At no, no point no, no. <laughs> is it happy. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it, no. But it's a really good book. Did it need to happen? No. It in no way is something necessary to enjoy any of the White Knight series that Sean Murphy has written. It adds to it, though. So that's why I like that it was a one-off to the side. Hey, here's a story about this. It's not taking up an issue of White Knight. It's not It's not doing any of those things. It's a story that's to the side. If you want to read it, great. If you don't, that's fine. So in that, it works. So I did not know what to think when picking up this book. I didn't have a lot of high expectations for it. But it, all in all, it works really well as a story, and I really liked it. And Mr. Freeze has been a sympathetic character since Batman the Animated Series, honestly, turned him into one. Mm. And uh, this book does a fantastic job with that. So, I'm going to give it the Garthon Gold Standard of oh. Four Stars. Oh! <laughs> four Stars for Batman White Knight Presents Von Freeze, number one of one. So, highly recommended. Pick it up. Enjoy it. If you like Batman the Animated Series, you'll probably like this story. If you uh, like Sean Murphy's Batman, you'll like this story. Uh, if you love Tom King's Batman, get your head You're again. a bad person. You're a bad person, and, you're, and you should feel bad, as Zoidberg yes. would say. So, what do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Von Freeze number one? Am I off base? Did you think it was boring? Like, dude, it's just like old like World War II people like yelling at each other and crap. Uh, let me know. Uh, do you have any suggestions for future comic reviews? Please let me know. And I'll review them. Because I'm going to be looking for some new books soon. Because of reasons. So thank you very much, everyone. I appreciate you being here. And remember, be a legionnaire. What happened with that? What the? That was like double speed. Did you hear that? How did that happen? What did I do? Heath the dog, what'd I do? Hello? Heath the dog? He's not there. He's abandoned me. I'm by myself. Try it again. Yes! Garthon's comic poll! Garthon buys comics, he reads comics, tells you about comics. This time, we are talking about another book, Warrior Nun Dora, number two. Uh, written by Pat Shand, art by Daniel Gete. Geet? Gete? Eh. Covers by Juan Rodriguez. Cover by Daniel Gete. I don't know. I'm terrible. I apologize. 
All right, so Warrior Nun Door 1, I was not super impressed with. Um, it is part of the mainline Warrior Nun series, which began a long time ago. Ben Dunn to Warrior Nun Ariala. I thought I loved that book. It was fun. It was kind of cheesy. It was well drawn. These books are coming out as part of the anticipation of the Netflix Warrior Nun series, which will be happening. They've already started really? casting. It's not based okay. off this book. It's based off the Warrior Nun universe, okay. which goes back to the 90s. I have some of my original Warrior Nun comics. I could show them to you. Right, you wouldn't right. care. Well, yeah. you wouldn't either. Other people might be going, oh, boy. Uh, the original books were very anime. Uh, ben Dunn has a very manga style. So mm. they were very manga. They were, they were awesome. This is not not that. But, uh, so, this book picks up with our antagonist, Dora. Uh, when we finished off, the her convent was all of a sudden being targeted by an evil dude in a red suit. Some servant of Satan who is coming to find some relic. It looks like he was actually after the woman that you find at this time. What he was looking for was the nun that was with Dora at the time when the nun passed out. That nun is blind, but Dora finds out that that nun actually is blind because she has a gift. She's actually able to, not all the time, but sometimes during dreams she gains visions. Uh, visions of the future, visions of heaven, messages from the Lord, something, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she has seizures and fits like that. Well, Mr. Evil is looking for this woman, and his forces raid the convent. As Dora is basically trying to yell at these nuns, like, what, what, why are you telling me that I'm in trouble for going for out of bounds? You have a bunch of nuns doing weapon karate, karate in the freaking yeah. basement. And they, what the hell is going on in this place anyway? And like, yeah, yeah, we're all going to move because we think something bad's coming. And, uh, well, this bad stuff does come. And all these demons and Mr. Evil raid the place. They start cutting up the, the warrior nuns, start fighting back. And during the chaos, uh, they actually make it to the infirmary where the, the blind nun who can see visions, Dora, and the Mother Superior are. And he busts in. He wants to go uh, cut out the eyes of the blind nun who st- uh, passed out on the bed. Mother Superior tries to stop him, so he uh, cuts her head off. Well, well, slices her up pretty good. Her head is still on. As you see her bleeding at Dora's feet. He kind of looks at Dora and is like, you're hollow inside. Pfft, whatever. And just walks past her. He's like, you're not a threat and you're not you. have no holiness in you at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm out. Peace. And then he goes to cut out the eyes of the other nun and Dora kind of likes this other nun. It's like the one person she kind of likes. So in desperation, she grabs the magic gauntlet off the dead nun, the dead mother superior, and sure. uses it to stab a, a knife right through Mr. Evil's face, through the back of his head and out of his nose, which should kill someone, you would think. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You stab in the head all the way yeah, through. through the brain, comes out the front. Yeah. yeah, you usually have the courtesy of dying. Yeah, he just kind of turns around and looks at her and sees the gauntlet glowing. He's like, oh, well, hey, this is interesting, too. Uh, that was a mistake. That was interesting. And then you see him, like, kind of receive a message from beyond. He's like, ah, well, I guess this isn't working out because reinforcements are showing up, so he leaves. 
He never looks like he's oh. in any real danger. He's just kind of like, yeah, it's too big a hassle right now anyway. And he leaves. get the eyes? No, he does not get the eyes. Oh, man. Yeah, you know. the bad guy to win. Well, he, he did kill quite a lot of people. Yeah, he did. Um, at that point, the nuns kind of decide, well, they clean up. But they start mm. telling her, okay, the warrior nuns are a part of a, the dark history of the church. No one knows about them. While everyone in the church is like, yay, light and prayer, whatever. We're actually in the trenches doing the dirty work, you know, killing every demon eruption that happens. The reason you don't see, like, demons just walking the streets, because we're out there getting our asses kicked and killing things, blood and guts, in the streets. So that you could go and have your happy little services. So they're, they're kind of bitter, it kind of sounds like, almost. They chain um, smoke, they drink coffee, you know. Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they're like, and Doris, Doris like, well, I guess you want me the hell out of this. Like, actually, no. Because when you put on that gauntlet, it glowed. I never saw that glow for anyone. So something's going on here, and you're not leaving us till we figure it out. And besides, the way evil dude is looking at you, you're probably in danger. So you probably don't want to leave. And she's like, go hell. Awesome. Uh, meanwhile, evil dude starts speaking with some greater power off somewhere else. And he's like, so... We found something very interesting there. Yeah, we didn't get the eyes, but we found this. And it turns out her name is Dora, which is Greek for God's gift. And he starts laughing. Oh, that's rich. That's just too perfect. Or, or Spanish for the explorer. That's right. El Espanol. Um, so basically, they're trying to hint that she's some sort of, you know, has some sort of godly power that she doesn't even know about, that she's just tapping into. Uh, it's basically one of those rebel has hidden power stories. But she doesn't know how to use all of her powers instantly. So I don't see why anyone would buy that. Because if you have hidden power, like to like like some sort of force you could use, you should be able to have access to it all instantly. Yes. That's how that, the, that's how it works, that's right? How that I works. mean that, that's what that's what I'm told. That's that's right. That's what Star Wars taught me. No, you don't no need training to train. No. 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 Right there. Instant. Unless you're useless. Oh wait, 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 wait. God powers exist? Okay, I have them all. Yeah. That's how it works. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's how, how it works. works. <laughs> He's not hurt, just disappointed. Yeah, pretty much. So it this book was interesting. The art's okay. It's not bad. Um, I really missed the manga style of Warrior on Ariala and Shotgun Mary, some of the other books that were related. This isn't bad. It, the art's pretty solid. I've definitely seen worse indie art. I've seen way worse indie art. I've seen way worse professional art. <clears throat> Strike Force, Marvel Comics. Uh, but this uh, is not bad. It works. I like it. The uh, So, yeah, it's an interesting book. If you uh, like the premise of nuns with swords cutting demons up, it's probably your bag. If you don't like it, it's not your bag, baby. That's all right. The stories, they finally got around to saying, hey, this is why. You know, this is what's going on. I... Dora's not a likable character yet, but at least she is showing signs of actually caring about another human being. That's that's a step forward. Uh, so, training montage incoming, I'm assuming. You're the best around. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, did I like the book? Yeah, it was a lot better than the first one. Is it a great book? No. No, it's not. It's a, I think it's a six-issue limited series. It's uh, it's pretty okay. It's, you know, I don't hate it. Give it three stars. 
It's finally going somewhere. It's picking up. It's not great. But if it's someone like it's getting better, which is you know good. Progress. It's progress. It's like half a star better than the last one. There you go. So hey, there you go. There you go. Don't love it. I, I haven't been given a reason to love the book. I have no character to glom onto who's, who's cool. I think like the evil dude is interesting, but he's really just he's you know a big sack of evil. You know. His personality is kind of funny, but he's just evil. You know, there's nothing yeah. there yet. So it's it's neat. We're only in issue two. You got to give things like a, like three issues or so to grow. Uh, so three stars. We're in a door number two. I didn't hate it. You might not hate it either. And I know something you definitely won't hate. You ready for it? Your thoughts. What do you think oh, about this segment? You shouldn't hate your thoughts. What are your thoughts yeah. on We're in a door number two? Did you read it? You should try reading it. You know what? It's it's not, well, it's probably free of the internet somewhere, but you should pay for it and read it, or borrow someone else's. If you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please, please let me know. And remember, be a legionnaire. Yes, Garthon's comic pull! And let's talk about comics. Supergirl, number 36, where we asked a question no one really asked. What would Supergirl do if she was evil? Because that's never been explored. Oh, yeah, not at all. Wait, I think in every anime ever, every every cartoon that had Supergirl in it, she turned evil for a minute. Or she had a clone that was evil. Yeah. Or she had a clone that was evil. Right, right, uh, yep. This is part, uh, or you could call it. Teen Titans Young Justice. I knew she wasn't out yet, Mar Hawkman. You wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Super number 36. You're the villain. Supergirl, the infected. So, it was part of the Batman Superman, Batman Who Laughed uh, shenanigans, where the Batman Who Laughed, so to catch up, Bruce Wayne in another dimension, in another reality, lo- uh, the Joker got to him, turned him into evil Joker Batman, and he then proceeded to kill everything in the universe. Because that makes sense. After killing his entire universe. Not just the city or the planet, solar system, galaxy, universe. He killed everything. I mean, Batman's good, but... Universe? But, but apparently if you also make him crazy... He will kill the universe. Whatever. All right. So after Bat- the Batman who laughed killed his universe, he did what any you know self-respecting villain would do, and he found a new universe to kill, kill everyone. But he he's not doing that. He's infecting them to make them like him, evil and crazy. So it's like Joker, but more evil. Oh, no, he's learning. Like, if I kill the whole universe, I got nothing left to do. Yeah, there's nothing left to entertain himself. He's just kind of floating exactly. around in the dead universe. Like, eh. I have to find another universe, and that's a hassle. Right. So his goal right now is to infect Superman so they can be evil super buddies together. Yay. Uh, so far, he has an evil Shazam, and that's good. He has an evil King Shazam, so he's really fond of that. Sure. He has an evil, Hawk, he has an evil Hawkman, and that's cool. Okay. He yeah, doesn't have an evil Wonder Woman, but he does have an evil Donna Troy. So next best thing. Okay. It's okay. like your Fair off-brand enough. evil Wonder Woman. Sure. 
you sure. know, sure. Dollar Store, Evil Wonder Woman. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the book actually starts out with Supergirl dealing with the uh, a new version of Brainiac is basically trying to attack her. This version of Brainiac has been tricked by Lex Luthor into try. Basically, it's like a lower version of Brainiac who's decided after talking to Lex Luthor that he's smarter than the newer versions. New versions are dumb. And so he's decided the way to beat Supergirl and then to get her powers. And he's basically going to download himself into Supergirl so he could have all those powers. And the way to do it is not to like try and go to fisticuffs because that hasn't worked for anyone. But they keep doing it. So he's actually infected her with nanites and is taking over her mind. So it starts out with her fighting all these like bio robots, but they're just in her mind. Oh, wait a a minute. That's been done before. Shh, hush down. Smallville. They did it to her in Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> Brainiac uh, did it to her in Smallville. Well, yeah, that might be. I never watched Smallville, but I believe you. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mark says Donna Troy is actually more powerful than some versions of Wonder Woman. That's true. Not the current version. But Donna Troy is still mega powerful. Um, so I know it's not really a dollar store version, but that's what I'm saying. Just to be fun. The So while she's fighting the nanites in her head... Uh, through VR or something. Okay. Through visions, basically. She's fighting with her mind power. Um, the Brainiac's like, ha ha, this is pretty sweet. And But during that, she's actually starting to fight out of it, and then she hears a distress call. Uh, Crypto's with her. You know, he can't help. He's like, can't. Yeah, Crypto the Super Dog. Right. He's awesome. You know what happened to Streaky the Super Cat? I need more Streaky the Super Cat. I don't. Do you remember the name of Superman's super uh, uh, chimpanzee? No. Beppo. 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 There's a super horse. Stop it. Named Comet. Okay, you're just making stuff up. Now. I'm not making these up. Lord help me. You're messing with me now. Lord help me. I'm not making no. these up. Uh, the Golden Age was weird. I actually think those are Silver Age. Anyway. So... Uh, she hears the distress call. It kind of snaps her out of it. She's like, what What am I doing here? Oh, no. And she, like, flies through the roof to go uh, rescue because uh, Superman, because he's in trouble. Yeah. Did, did, did she finish getting rid of the nanites yet? No. Brian's like, wait, oh. I was so close. Go. Well, the nanites are still there. I'll be back. Um, so she flies off, and she finds... Uh, Batman and Superman are in a fight with uh, the evil Donna Troy, evil Hawkman, uh, evil Shazam. Uh, so then a fight, she's like, oh no, I must help them. Uh, and she sees like a, uh, a yo, forgot, evil Blue Beetle. Evil Blue oh, Beetle right. flings a Batarang, one of the infected Nth Metal Batarangs, at Superman while Donna Troy has him tied up temporarily. She sees that coming. She's like, that doesn't look good. It has a big Superman symbol on it. So she grabs it out of the air before it hits him, which cuts her fingers. And she's like, oh, that's not good. She can't even grab things right. Worthless. Pretty much. She grabs it. It cuts her fingers. She's like, oh, that's not right. And it's like, don't worry. I got you, Cal. He's like, wait, did that did that cut you? She's like, yeah, but it's like, oh, no. And then she starts she's like, blah, blah, green stuff starts coming out of her. And everything starts blacking out. What's funny is while it's going on, you see Brainiac back at his terminal, Mr. 
creepy robot Brainiac is like saying like, wait, what's there's a foreign interaction with my nanites. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I don't need a moment more to download. So the affection, it's, you know, it, it's actually amazing that that Brainiac is the is the loser villain <laughs> in all this. Well, yeah. Well, everyone else is mega powered, you know, <laughs> Brainiac's so, supposed to be mega powered. Well, this right, is an mind. earlier version of Brainiac. It's like all Brainiac, right. you know, point five. So but so like his nanites get paralyzed by the infection. And then when she opens her eyes, she's in a cave and she's there with King Shazam and evil Donna Troy and evil Hawkman who are all infected. Crypto's still with her, and he's kind of like, what the hell's going on? Because he's not infected. There's no evil Crypto. But mm. he's a loyal dog. We're still wondering, what the hell's going on? And so King Shazam says, so, you're awake. How do you feel? And she goes, well, it may be too out the nose, but I feel super. Ha 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 And of course, I guess while she was out, they went by a tailor shop and a heavy metal store and they made sure to get her like a really heavy metal outfit with like, you know, studs on it and a leather skirt and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So you got to, you know, while she's out, you know, put the new costume on her. They uh, were, they didn't look, they didn't look. They had oh, their oh, eyes no, closed. They're they evil. They're evil. They looked, they totally oh, looked. They totally looked. You're totally. right. Damn it. Actually the way it looked, they could have just put it on over her other costume. So it's possible. They just got like put it over, you know, probably just, you know, but at least they took the time. Yeah, know. they could have, but they didn't. Oh, I like to think of the Batman who laughed. He goes, see, they're making nth metal batterings for every villain. And then he's like, now they're going to need costumes. And then he starts sewing, you know. He's on Etsy, you know. <laughs> he's he's buying Warbler foam. He has a little hair dryer. He's shaping it. <laughs> Sorry. Because uh, he's a serious cosplayer. Look at all these things he's making. He's total cosplayer. Anyway. I need more glue. So she starts laughing, and then she, like, coughs. <laughs> and then she's like, what? She looks at the sputum on her hand with her, and kind of, like, stares at it a little bit. Then she, like, looks at it with her microvision and goes, someone infected me with nanites. And she figures out where that was really quick. And she goes back to the cave where Brainiac is. <laughs> and he's like, ah, uh, hey, uh, you're under my control. Bow before Brainiac. She just kind of... She stops and says, what? You are under my... And that's when she absolutely just... You know, she starts choking him out. He's like, wait, 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 stop. You you, you must, must listen. Uh, 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 I'm in... Nope. And then she just starts tearing him in half. And she starts yelling out stuff like, I'm continually underestimated, constricted by my own fear and insecurities. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. These times are over. Like, no, 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 my nanobots. Oh. She starts melting the nanobots out of her system with her own I-beams. It's like, wait, wait, no, I was so close. What's the matter? Are you scared? And Brainiac goes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, this is so lame. To which she replies, good, and melts his face and kills him. And then she considers returning back to King Shazam, and she says, I don't need those losers. And she flies off on her own to go be evil. Um, I will admit I walked into this book thinking I'm going to hate this book so much. Cause I think the Batman who laughs is stupid. Yes, I'm in the minority. People love the Batman who laughed. I think the whole thing is stupid, but this book has a really cool cover. It has like an acetate cover, right? So like, it's really cool. 
like Brandon's always all shiny. But look, like it covers like her evil, which opened it up. Mm-hmm. That's her being good, getting infected. Oh, 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 blue screen. Anyway, so cool cover. Those you're the villain acetate covers are super cool. It's like the 90s or the 2000s all over again. Anyway, the I actually really enjoyed reading this book. And it was kind of funny, has a good point of humor to it. It was an interesting end to the Brainiac storyline they'd been building uh, over the past, like, two or three issues. Um, but, man, he got tore up. <laughs> the, there isn't a, like, and these events happen after the fight in Batman Super number two or three or whatever. So that's where they lose. Uh, but I guess they get her out of there and make her evil. So I liked the art. I thought the art was very strong. It was a, fun to read. More fun than I thought it would be. I still think the premise is dumb. Because an evil version of a hero is not a compelling villain. Um, if you just take someone and say, oh, now they're evil, it's not really compelling as a villain. You could say, well, these heroes, but look at uh, Shazam. He, he, Black Adam is just an evil version of Shazam. Like, yes and no. They have near identical power sets but their personalities are different if there's different sides of a coin at many times and this has is not his own that backstory right. has his own trials and tribulations this, you know right. the reason he does stuff yeah right and this is not something like i have a different point of view on this issue that's why i am your villain your nemesis this is just not evil wahahaha i'm evil because it's awesome to be evil and that's never compelling you could say well venom was just the evil Spider-Man. Like he had a backstory, he had reasons. He was a surprise when it happened. It wasn't just Peter Parker jumping up and going "Wahaha, evil," which is never fun. Um, even in books where they do like universal crossovers, where they meet the evil version of themselves, it's never compelling. It's like, oh, well, so what? Either the good version wins because that's whose book is ongoing, or you know, why bother? Uh, Teth Adam is like a super Punisher. Yeah, exactly, Marhawk. So, but this book was fun to read. I still don't, they're obviously not going to keep her infected forever. I think the Batman Who Laughs is dumb. I think the whole concept is dumb. But it was a fun, but this book was to me way more fun than Batman Superman. The art was solid. The writing was solid. I really liked the book. I did not love the book. I wouldn't think it was going to suck, so don't want to give it this but i'm going to i feel dirty four stars for supergirl number 36 totally surprising me i quit no that was a good book all right i'll miss heathen dog but on the garthon show we have more fun coming your way i just put more stars on it four stars for super number 36 it deserves it it's a really good book so that's where we go with that. And trust me, after reading it, no one was more surprised than me. Your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Super Bowl 36? Do you think that it was even more awesome than I thought it was? Because I'm surprised I rated it that high myself. But I really did like the book. I really thought it was fun. It had a lot of on-point characterizations. Fun to read. And it, as long as it ends quickly. i got to add that. Uh, did you read Supergirl 36? Do you have any thoughts on it? Other than the cover's awesome, because the cover is awesome. And if you think the cover sucks, well, well, you, it, it's, it's silly and overblown. But it's awesome. 
And if you have any questions, suggestions for future comic reviews, books I should read, or you have other thoughts on Supergirl 36, please let me know. And as always, like, share, subscribe, comment. If you want more Garthon, Garthon's Couple segments, Yakuza Kiwami playthrough, team ups with Heathen Dog and other people, and coming soon, my role playing recycling segment, or video, it's not really a segment. And you can join for full streams of anime, comic, game reviews, member only chat giveaways, and monthly Q&As with Legion with members. Your YouTube membership will count towards Patreon giveaway goals when on our Twitch stream live at 8 p.m. Central Time on Saturdays. We will have massive giveaways to give away games and other prizes. So please join us and be a Legionnaire. My son, Mr. God said about Teth Adam. Ah, sorry. Teth Adam's cool. How's that? But on that note, actually, uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has been tweeting recently about how excited he is to start filming on Shazam 2. Where he's playing Black Adam. Nice. So, it's been rumored he, for a long time ago he said he was going to do it, but that was so long ago, a lot of people thought, well, maybe he's not going to do it anymore. But no, he really wants to do it, so it's happening. All right. <clears throat> It's time for the RNG, the random number generator, where we at the Legion will talk about the random things going on across our minds this week. But this week, we are going to be talking about five things to know before playing your first session of a role-playing game. And number one, what you should know before going into day one of any role-playing game, have a basic understanding of the rules. It's easy. I mean, someone invited you there, right? Ask them first. <laughs> They're supposed to help you acclimate yourself to the game so you are you are at least on day one functional. Right. And we're not saying buy the book, read it, memorize it. No. 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 Know basically what how to do some really basic combat. Maybe how the magic system works if there is one. Yeah. How, how what what the stuff on your character sheet means? Right. That's all. It's some basic terminology. It's all you need. That's some all you need. Real basic stuff. Everything else Everything will have to do the game. Yes. I mean, the people will help you. All right. So they should. you don't got to worry about that. Yes. Yep. So that's an important thing to know. Just and we're not like I said. You don't know everything. Just a basic understanding. This is how you roll. This is what die you roll for that. But even this then, this is what strength means. This is what armor class means. This is what a saving throw is. Stuff like that, and your goal. That's right. The next thing you should know. Or have dice. You should have your own set of dice. A lot of people borrow dice. You should have your own set. But there are some key things about your dice set. Yes. Yes. uh, Number one is uh, your dice should be readable from further than six inches away. I have seen some dice with some weird patterns on it that if if you move away, like just sit and you're looking at it, you cannot tell what it says. Other people want to see your dice. The game master wants to see what you roll. They the want to see. Your dice should have contrasting colors for the numbers yes. and, and the base. Not, you know, look, it's pink on orange. That You can't see that. No. Those are my no. favorite colors. You can't see Or, it. Or it's it's speckled. Sparkly. White. Yeah, sparkly, uh, speckled white with white lettering. Come on. You can't tell what that is. Yep. Uh, personally, I always recommend the classic dice shapes. The picture we have here is of uh, non-classic. Strange. Yeah, not classic I just I picked a I just picked a picture at random. But th- this is an example of what not to do, especially if you're new at rolling dice. Don't get weird-looking dice. Don't do it. 
Uh, Down do Nomad it. says, Our game restart attrition of gifting players for the starter die set. That's beautiful. That's good. That, that is good. That is fantastic. Yes. I, yes. I fully mean, support that. I have done that with, with games that use a whole lot of a certain kind of die. Like uh, Shadowrun uses a whole lot of six-sided dice. Uh, the the old world, world of uh, Darkness used a whole lot of ten-sided dice. Yeah. Exactly. So what I would do is, you know, I don't expect people to have twenty ten-sided die. No, you don't need. I mean, it's yeah, well, it's dull of darkness. You do eventually. Different. Yes, exactly. So I would have, I would go and get all this dice, and if you complete the entire game, you get to keep it. That's what I did. That's very nice. I did the same thing for Shadowrun. Yeah, but uh, also, uh, Garthon mentioned this earlier that uh, metal dice, while seemingly cool, are just going to get you yelled at. Because whenever you roll metal dice, number one, it's loud and it's annoying, and number two, it damages the table you're, you're rolling it on. You're going to ding at that table, and if you say, "Well, yes. I'm only going to roll in my special dice tray," you will miss. Yes. Not only will eventually miss. You'll lot. ding up someone's antique table, and their mother's not going to play there anymore. Or it's going to be someone's house. And you're going to keep digging their table. They're going to keep staring at you. They're not going to invite you back. Yeah, they're going to. It's not appreciated. Don't do that. Metal dice Don't sound really cool in concept. They are not cool in execution. Not in practice. Not at all. I don't care who. If, I don't care if you got a buddy who swears by him. Don't do it. Don't be that guy, or gal, person, individual, sentient being capable of rolling dice. I'm gonna go with guy because it's a lot easier to say. <laughs> and usually that's the case. You, yeah. Usually it's the guys like I got my six inch, my uh, one inch wide brasty sixes. What are you gonna do with that? That's a weapon. That's not a die. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's it's a dull caltrop, is what it is. I only roll my stats with these. Not at my table. No. no. Roll those go on outside, the Yeah, go outside and roll that in the driveway. Because that's all, that's all I'm going to let Don't you Don't damage roll. my driveway. Uh, Marhawk <laughs> says metal dice also tend to ding and dent themselves. They do. They do. Mm. So, and then and then uh, then you get accused of, of digging your dice on purpose to weight them. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah, so get a set of high-quality yeah. dice... You know, High quality, not, normal dice. Yeah, just Chessex makes excellent dice. Yes. They're well balanced. They're good dice. Solid selection of colors and shapes. Get those. They're good. Yeah, I named a brand. I don't care. But dice. And next. Important. Number three. Also very important. This is what this is what a lot of people don't uh, don't teach new players this. Your stats. They don't matter. Not really. No. Not I know really. you're going to argue with me like, whoa, 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 but I'm a All fighter. Right, I, I want to kill stuff. I need my strength. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I need my strength. You don't need your strength. I need my All right? uh, For As an example, in Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, second edition, you need a strength of nine to be a fighter. Nine. There's no minimum in fifth. There's no minimum? Okay. There's no minimum strength in fifths so, because, you know, yay team. But, uh, yeah. So, no, you don't. Your stats are there to help you role play your character. That's what they're for. Well, mechanically, it, they're for in terms of you could, could do an action. But. Yeah. But that they don't need them super high. You don't need them super high. And super low is more of a benefit than you think. Because as Having Heathen Dog has mentioned in previous role-playing segments, it could be a great role-playing opportunity. Exactly. Having a super low charisma or having a super low wisdom or equivalent stats depending on the game that you are playing is an opportunity 
to have interesting role play interactions with not just the group but with npcs if you make the game master laugh you're winning we are not advocating mate by the way making say a fighter who is strength based with the strength is your lowest stat we're not advocating that no no that, that'll cause you a lot of problems but if you don't have an 18 or a 22 or whatever it is that that is the the, the super max, max stat, you can have a first level the new stat. max you can have you, you don't need that stop crying if you if you if you don't have that it's an opportunity not a detriment Especially if you're still one of the people whose game group is using uh, roll bases for stats and you happen to roll pretty low for a couple, that's an opportunity to excel. You're fine. Your you're character fine. might be Forrest Gump. You're super fast, but you know you have wisdom, but you don't got intelligence. You might that not be work. a smart thief, but you know what it, value is. Hey, you know what? Box of chocolates, baby. It worked that's for right. him. It can, it can work for you. Exactly. And low stats can also tell a story. Let's say you got a low constitution. Well, maybe it's because you were sick a lot as a kid. Let's say yeah. you have a low dexterity. Maybe it's because you were in a horrible plow accident as a kid. Or last week. Whatever. You know, you became an adventurer because your wife threw you out of the house after she cut your tendons. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> Actually, I can see I'm this. Not... Oh my gosh. You may... Imagine you're playing your first level fighter with like a six dex. And it's because your wife... Cut your tendons through the house because you found out she's actually the high priest of this hidden temple of evil under the city. And you said you didn't cotton to the hidden temple of evil. And so she divorced you by cutting your tendons and throwing you in the alley. But you lived, but you don't walk so good no more. Yeah, there you go. Your hand-eye coordination's a little off now. Yeah, you, you kind of stumble a bit. But you healed. You're alive. You're not necessarily looking for, you know... Revenge, but definitely you want official divorce papers. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, definitely. Definitely Duncan, want that in writing. Duncan said... Ah, oh, scrolled by me. Duncan says, uh, see my D&D character, Manbeard the Wizard? He was an insane hermit following all a group of nice people looking for a new bucket. <laughs> crazy good magic, that's about it. Hey, that's a fun, crazy character. Mark says, in Egbert's case, it's trash bashes into how he makes bad decisions. Yeah, that's good, too. And all those are great. And with low stats. Next. First one with a with a low, low low constitution probably. The next one with a low wisdom. Okay. Yeah, that works. Doable. Number four, be receptive. All right. Become immersed in story. Drown in it. <laughs> uh, be receptive. If you're new to a role playing game or role playing group, things are going to seem weird. You might have the guy who insists on showing up wearing a mask. You might have the guy who in to the whole time he's playing talks in the funny voice for I, you know, you might be getting that. Be receptive to it. Go with it. Have fun. Don't go to places that make you really uncomfortable. Like they all, all want to do certain kinds of role playing. Maybe if you're not comfortable, say you're not comfortable. Hey, they're not going to be mad. Trust me. They're going to appreciate you being honest and not just ditching them later or saying terrible things. Let everyone know up front if, when stuff starts happening you're not comfortable with. But be receptive to other people's role-playing, other people's ideas, to the weirdness that's going to happen. Because if you're in, in on these games, it is a center for weirdness. Where people are able to get this stuff out they can't get in polite society usually. Positively, let me add. I know it's being a little PC, but usually role-playing games are a place where people who are in general, beset upon by the outside world, have a place to have that power fantasy where you're helping people. You're 
strong. You're saving the world. You're beating the dragons. You're rescuing the princes and princesses. And you can all do it together. So be receptive to what other people are doing at the table. Also be receptive to the ideas of where the story is going. Maybe there's something behind it. Yeah, it's uh, be, being being receptive to where the story is moving. That helps you not fight the flow. Game masters hate it when players constantly fight the narrative. Stop it. You're going to have a better time if you go with the narrative. Right, which is not to say if there's something interesting else, you shouldn't pursue it, of course. But just because you, like, ugh, I think that the idea of saving a princess is so cliche, I refuse. Then and then, you, go? you know, you're not helping anyone out. You're just causing yeah. some conflict. Yeah, you're now a boat anchor. Good job. Right. You're now, yeah. you know, so be receptive to the idea. Like, you know what? Let's try rescuing this princess. Even if your character personally hates the princess, try and manipulate your character's thought process to, well, I'll rescue her, but only because she'll owe me. Only because I can go. laugh and, in her face. But also, there is number five, which can help you out with that. Here we go. Make a friend. Now, I'm not talking about uh, you in real life. I'm talking about your character and other people's characters. All right. When, when you are in day one and you just start the group, your character should try, find a way to become friends with somebody else's character. This keeps you in the story when maybe you shouldn't be. This helps you save the princess. Like, well, I don't want to save the princess. I hate the princess. But Jack likes the princess, and Jack's good by me, so I'll do it for Jack. Jack has a crush on the princess. princess. I'll help him yeah, out. Yeah, whatever. I'll help him out. Or, you know, there there is no other reason for your character to go on this quest except that Jack's your friend, and you want to help Jack. That really helps the game master get you into the story and keep you there without having to come up with some huge convoluted backstory about you in the campaign that was, you know, uh, on, on, you were on the back burner the whole time. Ha ha. Look, look, look how good of a storyteller I am. No, stop it. Just become a friend with one of the, with one of the characters that are playing and it gives you an excuse to be there without having to do all this mental gymnastics with the story. Right, and you can easily bake that into a character's backstory. Hey, Sagewise, good to see you. Uh, you can easily bake it into a backstory for your character. Uh, you don't even necessarily need permission uh, from the other player, but you really should get it. That maybe you're old friends, or you went to school together, or your cousins, or all these sort of things. Something. You just say, yeah. like, oh, me and Manbeard the Wizard, oh, we go way back. We used to hang out at the tavern all the time and play darts. There you go. You are now a friend of one of the characters. You hey, now Ash, have nice a reason. You now have a reason, even if it's a little far fetched. It's still there, on why you would go the next day to hunt a dragon. Okay, you don't want to leave your friend out in a lurch. All right, that's something. The, the, you're, you're stopping the game master from having to shoehorn you and rewrite his entire story up until that point to accommodate your new character. No, you're helping them out. Plus it helps, it helps all the other characters role, role play their reaction to the new guy because, Hey, one of the established characters knows this guy, he, he or she can vouch for you. You're in seamlessly into the group or more seamlessly than you would be otherwise. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's just something that really can make things better. Like I said, make your friend is always very helpful in character, because uh, mm-hmm. otherwise, why are you even with these people? Well, I was paid to be there. Well, after that job is done, why are you still there? So there you go. it always helps to have that personal connection between the characters as well. And trust me, I tried to do, go the other way with with a with a group that uh, that that Garthon game master didn't work out. Didn't work out. I didn't did, make a friend. No, you did not make a friend. I did not make any friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why you're not in the group anymore. So I'm not in the group anymore. Yeah, because that's just how it worked out. Um, so yeah. But these are the five things we think that you must know or should know or will be very helpful to you if you're about to join a role-playing game or session. What do you think, Ethan? Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, well, there's the obvious stuff, you know. Uh, don't don't be a D-bag. Yeah, important. Don't be a donkey bag. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, you can say that too. I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, be friendly. Be receptive. Be open. But if you're already being invited, you're probably doing a good job anyway of that stuff. True, true. And oh yeah, on, on day one, don't be don't try and be the driving force of the group on day one. Be a little respectful the first couple of weeks. You know, get a feel for everyone first before you start making moves. Yeah, definitely try and learn the table, but that's a more advanced exactly. idea. These are yeah, the very basic yeah. like I said, dice. Get dice. Get your own dice. Good dice. Basically understanding People, the rules. At least at yeah. least try and get someone to run you through a simple combat. There you go. Yeah. Uh, remember your stats. Don't cry if they're low. No. Uh, be receptive to what's going on and to the people around you and to make a friend in-game. Uh, Rizzler says, I'm the new guy. If I'm the new guy, I bring bribes for the GM. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, uh, other other, char- other players ah, may not like- Oh, Ooh, thank you, Zon. Thank you, Zon. Thank you very much. Other players may not like you bribing the GM. New guy is going to get special treatment already. God, I don't know. I don't know. People might appreciate new guy if you brings like uh, bring like a pizza for everyone. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. If you bribe that. the other players, there you go. Just tell me you it's know, not going to be a habit. Different. Yeah, yeah. Say, so, hey, I'm the new guy. I bring donuts for everybody. Have fun. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. That goes a long way. Just giving it to the game master, eh, it can cause some resentment. Many years ago, I was running a, a very large D&D game, had a lot of players. And uh, one of the players' wives, um, after hearing stories about the game from her husband, started showing up just to listen in on the sessions. And she would bring cookies with her for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. After about a month of this, weekly sessions, she said, can I join the game? And I went, well, sure. No, well, partly because she was very nice. I had talked to her during these sessions. She seemed related to the game. She wanted, and so I was cool. But also, she was bringing cookies every week. I wasn't going to say no to that. Fresh baked cookies? Heck yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's right. So yeah, bribes, bribes always help. Now, if you remember correctly, uh, when, when I was game mastering, I took bribes all the time. That's true. You actually had a policy about it. I had a policy. Uh, that an, I, official I, policy. an official can policy. Of, with one my, can of one, dew per XP. Exactly. The, when, we, when I ran the World of Darkness campaign, uh, uh, there was like once a month where it would be, it would be bribe day where every can, every 12 ounce can of Mountain Dew or eight ounce can, eight ounce can of Mountain Dew. You, you 12, gave me it or was equivalent, 12 ounce. it was 12. Okay. Or equivalent would get you one experience point. Yeah. That got pretty crazy. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People, people got really big, really fast. But, uh, I, I, I do the reason I did this because the world of darkness scaled, like the, the more you get, the more multiples of XP it took. Yeah. To so go to the next bad. dot. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of needed it to get anywhere close to the max. Well, that turned no into an XP arms race when, because at first it was like, hey, look, I bought you a six pack. And then someone yeah. dropped off a case with it. It was like, oh, is that how we're doing it now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> how I wanted it because I wanted to be in Mountain Dew for a long time. Uh, there was an escalation. I think I brought yep. you like four cases once. Yes. But... Uh, the, the maximum I got, you didn't win. The maximum I ever got was here. When, when, when I came back, when I came back from the military, I, I kept the policy going. It was, again, a, a World of Darkness campaign, but it was Vampire. And I got 326 experience points in two liters. <laughs> That's a lot of two liters. It's a lot of two but liters. But it's cheaper it than buying took, cans. Oh, yeah. It literally took me three months to drink all of that Mountain Dew. I bet. A keg of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> a keg of junk cola that's basically I, what it was yeah all right well thank you everyone but yeah those are our ideas of what to do uh when entering when you're new to rpgs tabletop rpgs and we hope you found it very helpful thank you very much for watching and so what are your thoughts on this uh, do you have any tips that you would give to a new player do you have any tips as a new player you should have thought of or known beforehand what do you think you need to know before your first game if you suggest your future rng topics or on this topic Put a comment. Let us know. Like, subscribe, share. Everyone always says that, right? So, thank you very much. And remember, you can also want in more randomness, any nerd anime games, topics, nerd topics, nerd news, opinions, commentary, any suggestions, let us know. You can watch our past videos on the YouTubes. You can join us for full streams of anime, comic, and games. Members only chat and giveaways in a monthly Q&A with Legion Myth members. And accounts towards our Patreon giveaway goals when we do our, Gatrians, our giveaways on our Twitch streams. Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central. So be a part of that. Thank you, everyone. Remember, be a legionnaire. And that, that's, that's it. That's it. That's the show. That's the show, man. That's the show. But we oh, think stick everyone... around for after the show oh, when, when, when I will try and get Garthon to talk about why he, he may quit his comic poll. Well, I was thinking about it. All right. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Tease that. Thanks. So remember, every 2020 is coming. Gen Con 2020, badge registration, 26 January. Activity sign up, 17 May. The event is 30 July to 2 August 2020. Start planning out to join your favorite Legion Myth members, as long as your favorite members are the ones who are there. So we'd like to see you all there. Be with us, hang with us, get a drink with us, play a game with us. Gen Con, the four best days in gaming. That's what the tagline says. They wouldn't lie to you. Nope. True. Tra streaming schedule. Elgarian, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., Stroud the Avatar. Monday at 8 p.m., Left 4 Dead 2. Heathen Dog! With Heathen Dog at Left 4 Dead 2. Heathen Dog also does Monday, 8 p.m., Left 4 Dead 2. We just said that. Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Imperial Black Survival, TV up with Garthon and members of the Legion of community. If you are a subscriber to the Legion of Myth, either on YouTube, well, a paid subscriber on YouTube, or on Twitch, and you own Imperial, you can play on the private server. Let us know. Join us. And Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, Legion with live stream, anime, comics, games, fun things like that. Be there, everyone. And Garth on Sunday, 9 p.m. Central, the retro play stream. Final Fantasy III took a dump, and I lost all my saves, and I'm eternally sad, and will never get over it, and will be butthurt until the end of time. So, I'm going to be playing something else. I'll figure it out. Mystery stream, Sunday, 9 p.m. <laughs> that went weird. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Legion with 2. Max Leah, Wednesday and Friday, 12 noon. 
Bridie, currently playing Endless Legend. Noro, Thursday, 11 a.m., Cat Quest 2 in Japanese. Well, she's not playing, well, the game's in Japanese. She's speaking English because she likes you, wants you to be able to understand it. Well, she might not like you, but she wants you to understand it. But she wants to understand it, yeah, yeah. But you should like her because she is nice. Maybe not nice to you. She wears cat ears. Come on now. Come on. For God's sake. Twitch.tv slash HeathenDog, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., seven days to die, playing with Legion of Myth member, Sherris. So if you, uh, you ingratiate yourself, he might play with you, too. There you go. You can take that any way you want. Oh. <laughs> Legion of Myth, join our Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us, we'll tweet at you at Legion of Myth. Watch our stage recording content on YouTube, youtube.com slash Legion of Myth. Watch chat live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth, or slash Legion of Myth 2, or... Slash Heathen Dog for when he's doing his thing. I'll put you in there. Hey. You deserve it. And don't forget to impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love in your Legion with gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Don't forget our goals. We met our Twitch follower goal. We're, we didn't meet our subscriber December is still coming. So, so remember, Twitch subscribe, please. YouTube subscribers, we're so close. We're at 1,500, trying to get to 1443. Our patron, Holy Steady, we can always use more. We really appreciate all of our subscribers, followers, patrons. Thank you so much for trying to meet those goals so we can have our special end of year giveaway where we empty out our video game key cash. Many video games will be given away upon that day, I tell you. So tell everyone, like, subscribe, follow. Be there. Thank you. We have over four years of content in the live stream alone with amazing Twitch streams, Shroud the Avatar content, team-ups, interesting retro games, Alternate channels, YouTube videos, join us. You're already here. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks to our patrons and Twitch supporters. Gary M, Brian H, Sherris, Reese, thank you so much. And for top and cheers is Zon, who again showed us this week why he's the tops in our cheers. Thank you so much, Zon. And the gift sub, Zon, you, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. You and Sean Butts, Jinsus, thank you ever so much. Dollar subscribers, we do appreciate you. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great Darnell and Donnie.